is why I wanted this job so badly. Oh my stars, you can't tell me that you've ever seen anything like that before sec, I just refuse to accept it. I, I do know what Dakarai would say, what he's going to say when I tell him, and I bet you it involves certain body parts and certain Martian monuments. You know, when you told me that Dawutu had finally been accepted into that community near Aurora Planum, I was utterly content with that being the best thing that happened today. But this... This is something to write home about. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will, but I'm telling you there won't be anything more interesting than this in the waiting room. We should savour it. Date. 604-12732. Patient. Nosley. That's a uh, novel organic sentient life form. 11. Patient ID is 77347785. Um, the clerking sheet says no fixed abode, but I think we can be a little more accurate than that and state that the patient has asked for this information to be withheld. It was truly a delight to meet Nosley in clinic today, who attended with Zip partner Jian. Jen is a human from Io and currently works as a lab assistant in the Hygiene Industries food production facility on the nearby asteroid of... Well, I shouldn't say, should I? <laughs> Scrap that last bit sec, please. Nosley is a 4.5 vesti-year-old... being. Sec, let me tell you. It has been a minute since I've had a patient whose species I didn't recognise at first glance. Was it that awkward? I usually start with a, hi, come in. And I think I got that out okay. I remember flashing Jen a smile as he crowded through the door and getting a slightly nervous one in return. Then my eyes landed on the peculiarly asymmetrical ones of my patient as Jen led Zia in. And the, please take a seat. Can I take your full name and date of birth? Kind of died in my throat. Jen, I don't know if this is a good idea. Nosey mumbled, in an airy vocalisation I couldn't pin on a particular population. I noticed the way Jin's large arm was wrapped around his shoulders, half shield, half ballast. At that point, I apologised profusely, trying to be more sly as I looked Zia up and down. As they shuffled into the offered seats, I was almost settled on the idea that Z must be Themite, with some kind of congenital dysmorphism that I hadn't ever come across. Jian apologised to me, explaining with a tone laden with meaning that Nosley had not had good experiences with doctors in the past, and so Z was very nervous to be here. He linked their fingers together, mumbling something supportive that wasn't meant for me to hear. So then I apologised again, and said that I'd love to help Zia. If I seemed off, it was only because I didn't know how I was going to help yet, because I didn't know what Z was. 
Not that I'm trying to pigeonhole you, I amended, to the general confusion of the rest of the room. Yeah, I keep forgetting that some phrases don't make it through Earth's atmosphere. What I was trying to say is that throughout my training, I was taught to think about patient presentations in a specific, organised way. For example, oh, let's think of Dutu. For example, when a troglodon presents to the clinic, I have like this expansive imaginary flowchart of all the things that could likely be wrong. And I start trying to move through it the minute I lay eyes on them. It's impossible to do that when you have no idea who you're looking at. And it really threw me off. The reason you haven't seen anything like me before, Nosy told me, is, is because there's only one of me in existence. There was something in Ziv's voice, like Ziv was almost proud and found that that same pride had a sour taste. I must have looked baffled. Jen squeezed Zil's large hand and Nosy blinked twice in what must have been some kind of silent acquiescence. I assume you've heard of the Swift Switch Laboratory at the University of Waltrow over in Eos. Immediately, a number of things made much more sense. I clarified that the lab he was referring to was, in fact, the same one that had been completely shut down after an insurmountable amount of evidence surfaced regarding generations of illegal science. Stuff like concocting the next Venus fire, messing around with banned poisons, and, it would seem, creating brand new life forms. All considered, it's not surprising that the place burned for so long, given just how much of the universe's most dangerous explosives were being stored there. Jen looked like he'd watched the laboratories burn a hundred times over. But, um, you can leave my speculation about that out of the letter. The reason for Nosy's attendance at the clinic, despite Zia's understandable mistrust of, uh, healthcare professionals, is because Z had started vomiting regularly since settling into Zia's new life elsewhere on the belt. Jen had begged Zia to seek help, and I sensed that their real fear was that this was the start of a slow and inevitable decline in Nosy's health now that Z was free of the laboratory. I admitted to the pair that the case was, um, very unusual, and that anything Nosy could tell me about Zia biology would be incredibly helpful. Nosy, as it turned out, knew quite a lot. Z said that Z is a carbon-based organism who primarily uses aerobic respiration, but can switch if needed. Z has 48 chromosomes, but Z doesn't know any more about Z's genetic makeup than that. It transpired that Jen was also a font of knowledge about Nozzy's biological makeup, as he'd been a postdoc student in the very same laboratory in which Z had been created. I like to think that he was one of the whistleblowers, but again, that's just speculation. According to Jen, Nosy was designed by Swift Switch herself to be the new ideal of sentient life. Smarter and faster and better than anyone else in the belt and beyond. Nosy screwed up Zia's face at this. It was strange seeing such a human expression on such an inhuman face. But it makes sense if all Zia's companions so far had been human. I didn't want to say, but that's exactly what I was thinking. What a narcissistic oversight to create a perfect organism and then just teach it how to be human. In terms of what finally brought Nosy to the clinic, Zia vomiting first started around eight weeks ago, which was uh, 10 weeks after settling down into Zia new life with Jin. 
The episodes have been occurring up to three times a day and tend to affect Zia more in the morning. When asked about the consistency and contents of the vomitus, Nosey replied that it was usually just Zia breakfast and occasionally some blue bile, but Zia had never noticed any blood. I felt the need to clarify what breakfast actually was for Zia. Nosey's needle-like teeth didn't seem particularly designed for toast, but apparently Zia can tolerate a fairly standard human diet alongside a range of other foodstuffs. I attempted to question Nosey about Zia bowel habits, but Zia either didn't understand the question or was too embarrassed to answer. Jen was able to step in and explain that Nosey, like a bird, produces solid stools and uric acid crystals instead of liquid urine. <sighs> the pair of them were so cute. Honestly, I don't think there is a single person in the universe who would talk about my pooping habits with that much tenderness in their eyes. I can't even get my girlfriend to call me back sometimes. Sometimes. Well, you're not putting that in the letter. Nosey reported no fever, myalgia, weight loss, weight gain, fatigue or abdominal pain. After asking those questions, I realised that I was still trying to force the consultation to fit into the neat little paths I've created in my head for other species. There was such a risk that I'd neglect to ask something crucial. So, like, every good medic. No, I didn't do a blood test. I did a top-to-toe assessment. Hold the derision, please. I thought this letter could now act as a new record of Nosey's existence, given the destruction of everything else. Starting with the head, then. Zia pointed brachycephalic skull houses a brain, two ears, and three eyes. Zia has one larger central eye, with a distinctive turquoise iris for colour vision and two smaller black eyes either side, one higher than the other, which apparently aid with night vision. Z has only two diagonal slits for nostrils, but Z reliably informed me that Z's sense of smell is far superior to a human's. No Z reported no headache, no issues swallowing, no apparent neurological changes, no visual disturbances, no fits, faints, or funny turns, and no changes to Z cognition. Oh, Jen interrupted here, to insist that, if anything, Nosey had become even more intelligent since their new freedom, given the vast amount of new stimuli he came into contact with each day. And um, moving on, Nosey has a thin torso with a set of 14. I'm counting them in my head. Yeah, 14 ribs, uh, protecting a pair of lungs and a pair of hearts. We don't know why they give me two hearts. Nosey said. Two hearts has got to be better than one, I suggested. Twice as much love to give. Jen nudged his ear, and, though nauseating, the comment did help me figure out that Nosey's blood must be red, because the greenish hue of Zia's skin became the first blush of a ripening peach. When questioned about chest pain, Nosey said that Zia occasionally had a burning sensation in the chest after vomiting, but denied any other chest pain. Zia also denied shortness of breath cough, and any palpitations. Having already asked a number of questions about Nosey's GI system, I also clarified that Z hadn't noticed any bleeding or any new lumps. From a musculoskeletal point of view, Nosey has four limbs, which appear to function equally well bipedally and quadrupedally. Nosey had no complaints about any of Z's joints. 
Okay, yeah, I can summarize. <clears throat> In summary, Nosley presented today with eight weeks of non-specific nausea and vomiting. There were no other concerning features within the constraints of my current understanding of Nosley's underlying physiology. Thanks. Despite my best efforts at history taking, I knew we were going to need to get some imaging if we wanted to know what was going on inside Nosley's unique body. However, it became immediately and abundantly clear that my patient would not tolerate the usual scanner. The reason for this was twofold. Firstly, the scan makes a very distinctive set of noises as it works through its imaging sequences. Noises that Nosey has panic-inducing associations with. Secondly, Nosey is not yet convinced that Z wants any medical or scientific organisation holding records about Z, which could easily be shared and exploited. While this will no doubt be a source of frustration for the rest of the medical team who could not be present for the consultation today, I was able to make a compromise with Nosey. After a lengthy discussion, Z agreed to allow an ultrasound scan of the abdominal area, as the image alone wouldn't be enough to identify Zia, but still had the potential to identify the cause of the vomiting. Most importantly, Jen would be able to hold Zia's hand throughout the entire scan. Off record? I'll admit that this was a pretty long shot on my part. Ultrasounds have their uses, but the detail they show is no better than screen static compared with the images from the main scanner. I was really hoping to find evidence of something going on that I could confidently diagnose, or use as leverage to convince Nosey of the need for further scans. Of course, given what we did find, it's probably a good job that I didn't wax Zia full of ionising radiation. Back to the letter. I examined Nosey before setting up the ultrasound scanner, hoping to correlate what I could feel with the scan images. On inspection of the abdomen, there was the distinctive pale line of a laparotomy scar, stretching from the tip of the sternum down into the pelvis. I think, despite all the talk about the nerves regarding coming to the clinic, and how much Z was benefiting from being away from that awful place in Waltrout, when I saw that scar, that's when it properly hit me. This person, this delightful person, spent most of their life as a playground for that group of people who do not deserve the title of scientists. Nosey must have seen the shadow on my face because we shared a long wordless look before Zee tapped my hand with the back of Zee's and asked me to get on with it before Zee changed their mind. The examination didn't reveal anything of particular clinical relevance. The abdomen was soft throughout, with no areas of tenderness or obvious masses. I proceeded with the ultrasound scan using the settings I would for a human of about 60 kilograms, given Nosey's size and humanoid frame. Pressing the probe into the area beneath the rooftop of the ribcage revealed a number of irregular, fluid-filled circles stacked next to each other. I determined that they were nothing more sinister than a procession of bowel loops, and could not see any areas of dilatation or inflammation. Nosey winced as I smeared the cold goo further down the line of Zir's scar. Jen had dropped into a squat by the bench, Half watching the shifting grayscale on the monitor as he murmured to Nosey about how the jelly acted as an acoustic couplant to give us the best view possible. It was kind of endearing, and I was grateful for his calming presence. At least, I was grateful until he stopped being a calming presence. Can you pull up the images, Sec? Stop. 
There it is. With the probe scanning the area between Nosey's hip bones, an enlarged, fluid-filled sac came into view. Inside it, a jittery swirl of silver pixels formed a stumpy but unmistakable mass, one that swayed slightly in the currents of amniotic fluid surrounding it, and kicked out with the blurry protrusions of what looked like legs in response to all the attention. My excited inhalation was completely drowned out by the shrill demands from Jen to know what it was and why it was moving. I hadn't realised that Nosey had a set of retractable claws until Z punctured the plastic coating of the examination bench, leaving a set of circular holes which, to be honest, balance out Ica Grisk's graffiti quite nicely. We found ourselves in a sort of standoff, Nosey and Jen becoming more frantic in their cries to know what was going on. In an ideal planetary system, <laughs> look, it's not how I would have chosen to deliver the news that the most singular life form in the universe was about to become less so, but top tip, if you need someone to stop screeching at you, shouting, you're pregnant, will probably do the trick. <laughs> I always think that looking at a baby on ultrasound is a lot like stargazing. Stare long enough at it and you can connect the white lines of light into just about anything you want to see. That being said, I think that there is a big wide eye, just like Nosey. With everyone finally settled and the remnants of gel wiped off Nosey and all the things he managed to touch in sheer panic, I delicately turned the topic of conversation to how might this have happened? I don't know what was suddenly so interesting on the screen, Zach, but they both stared at it, or the floor, or the ceiling, until I asked them directly if they'd been having any kind of sexual contact. In fairness, Nosey admitted that Z had no idea that Z even had a reproductive system, even less so one that would be compatible with human gametes. Z turned the question to Jen, who told us in a flustered sequence of stops and starts that looking into that aspect of your crush's lab notes is not the done thing. Jen needed several rounds of reassurance that the moving mass inside Nosey was a baby, and not some kind of parasite causing Zia to vomit. I'd stopped myself from reminding him that it really all comes down to how you think of fetuses. The shock gradually ebbed away and was replaced by a flood of barely restrained delight. It was. It was so nice. So much of this job is the medically mundane consultations that keep people ticking over as they jet across the galaxy. Sometimes it's a day of bad news after bad news, but being able to be a part of something like this? Like I said, it's why I really wanted the job. Eventually, the conversation turned to what needed to happen next. We know that Zephetus appears to be alive and happy right now, but with its surprising genetic cocktail, unfortunately there's no way to predict what might happen further along in the pregnancy. I wish that I could offer guarantees to the young couple, but I think it's vital to acknowledge that there are risks that we can't even imagine yet. In light of this, I explained to Nosey and Jen that I think this case would be best managed as a team effort, with the joint experience of myself, my senior, Dr. Adra, and Dr. Solari, who would be able to provide invaluable scientific support from the clinic's research facility. Ideally, we would have gone straight down there for further investigations. But, given Nosey's past, it was foolish of me to even mention the research facility and not expect the colour to leach out of their scales. 
as though they'd been delicately painted in ink and I'd just dumped a bucket of water over his ear. There was a loud, insistent part of me that wanted to keep pushing, to protest that it was impossible to feel uncomfortable around Dr. Solari when she'd met him, or that Dr. Adra was the safest pair of hands in the asteroid belt. But I imagine it wouldn't have made a difference. I was sure that there was far more to be gained through a gentle compromise than by pushing Nosy into a stressful situation. Considering this, we agreed that I had Nosy's permission to discuss the case with my colleagues, and Z will contact the clinic in a few weeks when Z is feeling more ready. I really cannot express how seriously the couple should take this news, and they must seek urgent medical attention if anything at all changes. In the meantime, though, we discussed some practical things that they could be doing to increase the chances of a successful pregnancy. Firstly, they need to prevent further pregnancies with barrier contraception or complete abstinence from penetrative sex. Let's not complicate an already complicated situation. No smoking, no alcohol, no drugs. Try to avoid any trauma to the abdomen. I am unsure what is safe to offer nosy for Zia hyperemesis gravidarum, the morning sickness. But I have suggested that Z tries to get hold of some earthen ginger, as while the evidence into its efficacy is sparse, it's highly unlikely to cause any adverse effects if Nosy is already tolerating human food. The pair were adamant that all of Nosy's records had been destroyed, but if it's safe for them to do so, any information they can gather would be a huge help in our understanding of how best to support Nosy going forward through their pregnancy. On a similar note, Every member of medical staff at the clinic will be required to help during and after the birth. I took a moment to link Nosy to some resources for expectant parents with anxiety, as Z refused a referral for psychological support at this time. I... What's this on your list here? Hi. You have a patient that has been coded as unknown. Oh yeah, I was just doing Zia letter. You know the Swift Switch fiasco? Excuse me? I know, and you won't even believe it. Z came to us with vomiting, and Z's pregnant. I was literally just about to- Where is he now? Faye? I can explain. You let Z leave? Pause. Well, yes, Z was terrified. Z didn't even want to come into the room with me. Have you lost your mind? Look, I know this isn't what you need with all your revision at the moment, but I really think- You should have escalated this to me immediately. I tried. Z was shaking. I think the pair of them would have run out of here and then any semblance of trust that I'd built would have been broken. No, this is- Stars, this is incredibly complex. Sometimes it's got to be more about safety than trust. Z seem to trust me more than you do. That's not- I am seeing an alarming amount of self-confidence developing in your practice, Faye, and it needs nipping in the bud before it becomes recklessness. What? I know that you're trying to impress Dr. Solari and I, but that can't come at the expense of patient safety. You know what? I think... I think you should read the letter. And then, if you can't... If, if I don't see you, then... Good luck for your exam. Bay. Sec, she's gonna think I hung up on her. Yeah, I know she shouldn't, but have you seen her lately? She's... just very stressed about this exam. 
this is the thing that pisses me off. There's just... Phobos will crash before Zaylist Adra fails an interspecies management exam. She knows more medicine than Riley and I put together, and we know enough to keep people safe. Stars. You don't have to say that. So I got that letter open. From a clinician's point of view, this case is easily the most interesting one I've seen in my admittedly limited career, but I caution other team members in the future to be careful in their approach with regards to invasive investigations and treatment. It clearly took a great deal of bravery for Nosy to visit us today, and it would be detrimental for that trust to be misplaced. As it stands, I truly expect to hear from Nosy in the next few weeks to arrange a follow-up appointment, hopefully with the involvement of my colleagues. Happy with that? No, she can read it as it is. Yes, I am aware that I complimented her. Signed, Dr. Faye Underwood, The Vesta Clinic. This episode of The Vesta Clinic was created by AMC. It starred AMC as Faye Underwood, Ruby Campbell as Xylus Tadra, and Zek as himself. Music by AMC and Ruby Campbell. Please check out our show notes for content warnings, transcripts, and your prescription of teeth whitening. But not the teeth you'd expect. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help the show reach more ears, please tell someone who loves podcasts to check into the Vesta Clinic. You can also follow us on your social media of choice, at Vesta Clinic Pod. We'd love to see you there.